Hello, I'm on the Seventh River. I'm your gracious host, Flame Boy. And we're going to be talking about the convoluted male and female relationships, part two, with an emphasis on hashtag me too. Now, I'm not going to go into the definition or the founder of hashtag me too. Um, hashtag me too has taken on so many connotations, which are all, for the most part, negative. What I'm here to do is point out how it has affected the men. And this is from the male perspective. And from the male perspective, hashtag me too in the beginning was not a bad thing. Why? Because it took out the 30% of dudes who were up there abusing their power. They were doing things that even as men, we can agree were wrong, creepy, and should have been dealt with a long time ago. Why? Because no one, regardless of who you are, should be harassed or sexually harassed or bothered or inundated with a ton of will you go out with me or sexual requests. If the person's not interested, move on. That goes for men and for the women. That is totally and completely fair. And as we talk on this podcast, we talk about the truth as it is, and we deal with reality as it is, not as we would like it to be. And because we deal in truth and we talk about reality as it is, male and female relationships are now convoluted, and I dare say starting to have a uh, kind of a moat put in between them filled with live gators and those gators are called hashtag me too and you can't tell how many gators are in the moat or where they're coming from because no one really knows where this beast or the number of beasts are going in this sense because from the male perspective a lot of men are glad Harvey Weinstein got taken down but Matt Lohr uh Lord, the guy who uh, had a button on the bottom of uh, at his desk, the closest door, the way that guy got kicked out was quite shocking. You know, a lot of men did not agree with that. They did it because there was no evidence he ever used it to abuse or to sexually molest anyone. Now, if you look at Bill Cosby, all the people claim hashtag me too on that, but a lot of the women are now starting to come out. Their stories are coming out saying that they lied. They lied to get extra publicity to sell books and sell stuff, but this man has been in jail for almost three years now at 80-something years old, being treated like a, a sexual pariah, a actual rapist, when... These women have all lied. They had the unsealed documents that were always supposed to be locked up. These were also women who also received money and time and things from Mr. Cosby. It makes you wonder what the heck's really going on. Now, from a male perspective, and this is me speaking in my honest opinion that hashtag me too is only meant for female benefit and only meant to further allow 
women, i.e. feminists and their ilk, to control the dialogue and the narrative in regards to sex and sexual relationships. Okay. Now, why would I say that? Well, number one, chivalry's dead. Okay. Men are learning, or have learned, that this is not the 1950s and being a nice, swell, upright, God-fearing man that opens doors and is just willing to pay for dinners and do all that wonderful stuff for women with no expectation of anything will get you taken advantage of quickly and with no remorse, okay? With no remorse or women using chivalry as a means to get free dinners. Uh, one woman, for example, because she moved to New York to be a freelance writer and because she couldn't afford to eat out all the time, she went on a dating app and she ended up dating, oh my lord, almost, uh, I want to say a couple thousand men. Each night, she would date a different guy and they would take her take her out, trying to impress her, they would take her to five-star and four-star restaurants. This woman bragged to her friends how she had eaten at pretty much every five-star restaurant in the city. And guess what? She very rarely ever slept with or even kissed the men or men she was taking advantage of. While many women who are listening to this say, well... A woman doesn't owe a man that sort of treatment. You know, he has to earn it. What makes you think that a woman deserves a man's hard-earned paycheck and time to waste? All right? These men were looking for love, and this woman was looking for a, a chance to feed herself without paying any money. And it got to the point where the woman came up with a system. And the system was this. She knew that she could hold off on giving that man any sort of intimacy, i.e. holding his hand, kissing, or being any sort of sexually towards this man for at least three dates. After three dates, he would start to demand something. Any fool would start to demand equal treatment. Like, hey, it's my time, money, and future earnings for your love, intimacy, loyalty and child-bearing ability that's the reality all right marriage my wonderful friends here is a deal it's a deal all right it's supposed to produce children and a lasting generational uh generational um family all right meaning that the assets generated by that marriage continue to the children and so on and so forth to make sure that their lives are better than your own and continue that line that has already been continued for hundreds of thousands of years, okay? That's the point. You know, when a man commits to a woman, he's expecting her to be able to produce children for him, to love him, to follow his lead and to follow his leadership and to be his wife, and dating is kind of the interview here, all right? And in this time of where Tinder is alive and well, you know, no longer are you restricted to the people in your own environment. You can date people from 50, 60, 80, even 200 miles away. 
and women are expecting men to drive that way, to date them, to interview, to be their, on their best behavior to impress these women. And this woman, taking advantage of that, had conned men for almost three years. And then at the end of it, after she revealed her scam and that she had taken that same scam and given it to her two roommates and their friends, and it was it turned to a big group of women taking advantage of all these men who were using their money in order to find a mate. Now, some people will sit here and say, well, they should have they known better than taking these women to a five-star restaurant. They should have known better. They should have protected themselves. Right. Right. That's the same thing when mothers teach their, their sons that sugar and, uh, girls are sugar and spice and everything nice. That's the same thing. It's not true. It's not reality. And Me Too, hashtag Me Too, is playing upon this. Because of stories like this, and then the other stories coming out saying that a woman can withdraw consent after having sex with a man if she even had a beer. She's not drunk, she just had a beer. She can withdraw consent. Or she can come back after years and years and years and years of time has passed by and claim rape with no evidence, no witnesses, and it's taken as true, as believable. And the man sitting here asking himself, was the last 20 or 30 years of my honorable service of not going to jail, getting in trouble, and becoming an expert in whatever field I am, not good enough? And it's so weak that a woman who has no evidence can now undo everything I put my heart and soul into. And the sad part is, yes, yes, she can with just a word. That's the power of hashtag me too. Okay? That's the power. And then on college campuses, oh lord, if a woman claimed you did anything, it'll go before a tribunal. If the tribunal determines that it more likely did happen versus it didn't happen, they can kick this guy off the campus and then then forbid him or expel him and prevent him from ever coming back to that school. For her safety, she could be lying. No one cares. And he can't get his degree from there. And now she can put his name all on the internet and they will demonize him. And at this tribunal, he cannot cross-examine, question, or even bring a lawyer in there to do anything that helps protect him or protect his American rights to face his accuser and to be able to have it in a court of law because they're not a court of law. The college isn't. But because this is allowed to fly because of hashtag me too and hashtag believe all women as well as men being taken to the cleaners for being chivalric, a lot of these practices are dying, okay? They're dying. They're disappearing. Chivalry's dead. Completely dead. Alright? Men are waking up. Now, what are the positives, you may ask? Because this is a podcast about truth, reality, and being positive. What are the positive aspects? I would say the positive aspects of how 
we're now revealing and now understanding how convoluted the relationship between men and women are is that men are now starting to awaken and starting to protect themselves in this dangerous environment okay it's been almost 50 years of nothing but feminism which has demonized men for many years one way it hasn't been men demonizing women it's been a total onslaught of women going after men and so now men are finally waking up and through the advent of the internet men are now starting to defend themselves now what are the positive things about men waking up to the reality that hashtag me too and that all relationship between men and women are now jacked up what the how is it positive well here are the first thing that's positive Men realize that they're disposable. Okay? Meaning, if you got a village of 20 men and one woman, only one baby's getting born, and a lot of people might be dying. Now, if you got 20 women and one dude, there's 20 men women that can get knocked up by that one dude. Alright? He becomes non-disposable because he can impregnate all of them. Whereas if he's in the majority and the women are in the minority, he becomes disposable. But in the Western society, regardless of the number of men to women, because of how our our society is set up, i.e. gynocentric, meaning women-focused, it doesn't matter how many men we kill. It doesn't matter how many men we send to war. It doesn't matter how many men we throw in prison. It doesn't matter how many men are are disenfranchised. Why? Because we're gynocentric. We care about women more than anything else. Women don't have to fight for their rights. They can get men to do it. They've been doing that for hundreds of years. You don't agree with me? You don't think I'm being honest and fair? Please go look up the information. Go see how women got the right to vote. And I'll tell you right now, it wasn't Susan B. Anthony and crew. It was not. It was not. With a lot of African-American leaders, Frederick Douglass was one of the, the first ever feminists, and he believed that women should be should have the right to vote, which they did in the late 1800s due to having land. Men, once the draft started, got their rights after signing a document saying that they were on the hook to serve and to go defend this country, whereas women were not subjected to the same thing and got the right to vote equal to the men for giving nothing and men on the supreme court allowed this to happen because they cared about women more than they cared about the men so therefore the positive is that as the convoluted nature of the relationship is further revealed by a spotlight men are now knowing that society and women don't give a flying crap about their opinions That means that men can now focus on themselves and improving themselves for themselves, okay? Men are now starting to realize that both society and women will make them pay for what bad men have done, even if it's clearly illegal and wrong. Men get painted with one brush. For the majority of them anyway. Beachbody Brad gets a different one. Alright. 
Beachbody Brad doesn't have to play by the same rules. But for the rules of the guys who aren't Beachbody Brad, yeah, there's a big old brush over here that all society is going to paint you with and demand that you go and serve responsibly and pay for everything these other men have done. All right. Number two, the other positive thing is that men now know that they are owed nothing. And the power in knowing that they are owed nothing is that now they don't have to expect or they don't have to give anything to anyone else. They are their own man. They are an individual. All right. The only person they know that they owe something to is God and their parents. All right. Because God gave them a life and the job and, and the ability to be who they are. Their parents raised them for 18 years to become good people that they are. Other than that, <laughs> if you got loyal to your brothers and sisters, that's a good thing too. You owe them because they're your blood. But other than that, they owe no one else anything else because they are disposable. And now that they know they're disposable and they know that no one in society gives a flying crap about them, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You have to be your own biggest cheerleader, like I've been telling to you for your old time, the whole time. And you have to do that self-repair that only you can do to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And now that guys know that they don't owe women anything, guess what? Chivalry can continue to die. Your life is equal to hers. Stop throwing your life away. Also, another note is that because men know that they owe no one anything, a lot of men are figuring out that most of them have been manipulated through the possibility of sex. Alright? I say possibility, meaning that for the possibility of the of the chance of sleeping with a woman, a lot of guys will will marry a woman, give her a brand new car, work and slave himself to death for the possibility of sex. And now that they see that, hey, she owes me nothing, i.e. she doesn't owe you her loyalty, her time, or anything else for you providing the same thing to her, guess what? You don't have to you don't have to sacrifice your life for her. You don't. She is her own individual person who needs to strive and attain things on her own equal to yours. Equal exchange. All right, demand it. All right, and the third thing is that men now realize that the game is totally rigged, meaning that Beachbody Brad, who I described earlier as not having to play by the rules and gets an individual crush, doesn't play by the same rules as the regular Jeffries in the world, meaning that hey, if the game's rigged. Why play it on your terms? Why play it any other way than than what I want to play it as? Now, there are certain things that are true. That he's a man. You're a woman. He needs you to be able to have a family. He knows that women are nurturing, kind, and can be sweet, wonderful people. But at the same time, he knows that you're going to demand of him a higher price than you're going to demand of Beachbody Brad who doesn't plan ahead, and most of the time is not planning for retirement. 
So therefore, knowing that the game is rigged and that he will not be held accountable to the same rules that Beachbody Brad is held to, he can now focus on the reality that, hey, if I want a, a spouse or I want a good-looking woman to be my, 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 my wife or my girlfriend, I'm going to have to do more work and provide more things for her in order to get her. That's fair. That's reality. And furthermore, until she is my wife or learns her girlfriend, I have to make sure she is the type of person that would work with me and be conducive to the life I want to lead. Why? Because I'm disposable. I can disappear tomorrow. Society doesn't care about me. Two, I'm owed nothing. So whether I, whatever I get or attain or the person I get to be my wife is solely up to my effort and my hard work. And three, is that because I have to play by different rules than Brad does, I better make sure I know what I want out of this life. All right? And the last part of this, before I, I close this out, is that if you look at hashtag me too professionally, a lot of the guys who are being taken down by this are high-level dudes and low-level dudes. The low-level dudes are getting taken out just by saying, good morning, how are you? Remember, gentlemen and ladies, if you're listening to this, it's not how you say it, but how it's interpreted, all right? And for the men out there, her feelings override your logic or your evidence in this state and point in time which makes it more dangerous for you to do anything other than say good morning and be professional and treat her like a dude. If she's on your job, same thing for you ladies, if he's on your job, treat him professionally. Nothing else, nothing more. For the men, if you like her, get a job somewhere else and then ax her out. Why? Because that saves you and that saves your job and that means that if she complains, you won't get fired from that job. She would have to go to another job in order to get you out of there, alright? <laughs> and last but not least, um, hashtag me too, I think, is just it's just so corrosive. Um, it's it destroys it or it has and it's going to further destroy the friendships that men have all right it's going to destroy the closeness that we had both as business professionals or as just regular friends because a lot of men are now having to resort to the Mike Pence rule or the Billy Graham rule which is if he's a married man and even if he's your boss he's not if he's following these two rules, he's not going to have dinner with you alone. He's going to have his wife present. Or he's going to have it in a place that's wide open so everyone can see. So he cannot be lied on. Which hurts women because you will not get the one-on-one training that you desire. Because it's too dangerous. And most men 
know that in this society and in this time, welfare doesn't apply to men. There is no program for men to help them when they lose their job. Only thing that's waiting on him is a nice place under a bridge when he can't afford his rent, he can't afford his car, he can't afford anything. They have nothing for him. And some people are like, well, he should be able to draw unemployment. Yeah, unemployment only works for so long. And unless he's disabled, he can't get disabled disability. So where is he going to go? There's no homeless shelter for men. There's no DV shelter for men. Welfare is not meant for men. He has a bridge. And, and hopefully he can find some cardboard or a couple guys who will donate him some money to be able to keep himself to be, keep himself safe and be able to get some food. Because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the biggest perpetrator of crime and the biggest victim of crime are men, not women. The biggest bunch of people who are raped, and I mean physically raped, really raped, are men. People who are the biggest raped by the government and everything else are men. And if you didn't know this, men are the biggest net taxpayers, meaning that they're the ones paying for everything and getting nothing back for it. Whereas women, on the other hand, take more than they put into the government. Now, if that hurts your feelings or you're offended by that, I don't care. That's the truth. We talk about truth here and reality. So, what does this mean for the people listening to it? For the men, this means that, gentlemen, you really need to sit down, go somewhere quiet, and do the work within yourself to find out who you are, to really internalize that you're disposable, that no one owes you nothing other than you owe the good Lord your fidelity and your thanks and your gratefulness for the life he's provided you with. And the third part is that, dude, the game is rigged. So you really need to be about your P's and Q's about who, what, and where and what do you want to be in this life? You got to get it down, buddy, and get a plan together. Because no one's coming to save you, brother. I'm sorry. For the women, <sighs> you need to go do your own self-repair work and make sure that you are the type of person that would attract the type of man that would have a plan down and to understand how and how, how dangerous and how turbulent the future is really going to be. And to be the type of wife that can defend your husband in this arena where Believe All Women is, and Hashtag Me Too, has become such a dangerous weapon against your husband, or boyfriend, or father, or brother, or uncle, or your little brother. Heck, there's stories about little boys who, you know, they don't know nothing about girls, they don't know about basic anatomy. Grabbed the girl's rear end, and good lord, he almost got th expelled because he grabbed the girl's rear end. He's nothing but a, a freaking kindergartner. He doesn't know no better. But because of things like this, because hashtag me too, it's affecting even children, okay? So, women, you really need to do the work to figure out what side of the fence you're on and what 
do you really want in this life? Because as men further figure out how society really deals with them, they're going to walk away. They're going to put some space between them and you. And they're going to be questioning every single action you take with them because of the damage they see. And nothing about, well, I want to do that is going to fix it. Because you're bringing your feelings and how you know in your heart you won't betray them. But he can pull up article after article after article after article after article and law after law after law that shows that you have the power to destroy his life with impunity and not be held accountable all right so once again this is a talk about the how colluded the male and female relationships are with a focus on how hashtag me too has done damage to it immensely i hope this talk in some ways and somehow has affected you in a positive manner made you think about some things that you can do to enhance your life and to make you yourself the best version of yourself you can be and i hope it it, it unmuddled the water a little bit to make it a little clearer about what's really going on and how shaky male and female relationships are and how you need to be or correction you need to to take caution to what you're doing and to really really focus on what you're looking for and what you need to convey to each other whether you're a male or a female you need to take the time to do this all right that was my podcast have a great day be blessed and i will talk to you later Um, hopefully you can share this with other people who might be looking for something positive to listen to but also deals in truth so until next time this is seventh river and your gracious host flamboy signing off bye